0: نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم رسوله النبي الامين المكين الحنين الكريم رؤوف الرحيم اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن الكريم بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى one سيدنا محمد one وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله المولان العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله, والحمد لله والحمد لله والحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام عليك يا رسول الله الصلاة والسلام عليك يا حبيب الله most respected ulama, my respected elders, brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu Alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praise is due to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us the life and the opportunity to celebrate and benefit from the holy month of Ramadan, in particular the greatest day on which the sun has ever risen, which is the day of Yomul al in and of itself. May Almighty Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala accept our presence here and may He accept what we do sincerely for His sake, inshallah Most of us, when we were growing up as children, our children, our parents, our elders made us fast from a very young age. Usually starting off with half a fast and then keep it until whatever time. Um, and Alhamdulillah, because it's something that we were taught. It was ingrained in us. We were brought up with it. Everyone was doing it. By the time we got to an age where it was uh, compulsory for us to do it, it became second nature in a sense because we were used to it. And people that are not Muslims really can't grasp this. You know, they say, really? You're not eating anything the whole day. You're not drinking anything the whole day. You know, like they can't really grasp it. So alhamdulillah, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a good thing the way we do things, the way we teach our children, we're brought up and so forth. Unfortunately, a great number of people, most of us, haven't really moved past this point where, when we were small, our parents taught us okay, so from the time of Salatul Fajr until Maghrib, you're not allowed to eat or drink anything. Fine, okay, good. And when we get a bit older, we learn that we're not allowed to have relations with our partners, right? But we haven't really moved beyond that. Some of you might be wondering, what is this guy talking about? Like, what is beyond that? This level of fasting is the, what we would call the class one level or the basic level of fasting. right? And Imam Al-Ghazali speaks about this in his Ihya Ulumuddin, And this is what I want to discuss today. How we're going to upgrade our fasting from the basic level that we were taught as children. Because we got to ask ourselves: If we're still doing the same thing that we did when we were six, seven years old, then something is not right. Okay, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran in the ayah which I recited: "Ya yuhaaladina amnu kutubaleka siyamu kama kutubalela ladina min kablikum. O you who believe, fasting has been prescribed for you as it has been prescribed to the people before you. Why? La so that you will have taqwa, God consciousness, Allah consciousness, God fearing. And if our taqwa level, if the level with which we engage with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the same after Ramadan as it was before Ramadan. We haven't achieved that objective that Allah has put. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may grow in piety. in consciousness of Allah. That's the outcome. That's why we're doing it. Okay. And the Holy Prophet sallallahu giving us a warning about this. right? It's a hadith narrated in the sunan of Ibn Majah and uh, Imam al-Nasa'i narrates it as well. The Prophet sallallahu says, He says that there may be a person who's fasting and he doesn't benefit anything from his fasting except that he was hungry the whole day. Right? And the idea then, what we can conclude from this hadith is that there's something more than hunger that has to be there has to be something more than hunger, otherwise the Prophet ﷺ won't say this. Right? So what's more than this? This is what we're going to discuss today inshallah. right? How are we going to take our fasting to the next level, to upgrade our fasting, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and try and improve our taqwa, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we don't come out of Ramadan the same way we went into Ramadan. Okay, so the first level of fasting which I've spoken about, so this is now in the Ihyya Uloom Udun Imam Al-Ghazali, right? I've tried to condense it, boil it down and, you know, explain it in a way that we can all understand and apply, inshallah, right? So the first level he speaks about is the level we all know about, right? It's the same level that our children do, it's the same level that, uh, that anyone anyone absolutely does, which is, like I've discussed, abstaining from food and drink and not having relations with our spouses, right? That's the level one, the basic level of fasting, Okay, now Imam al-Ghazali gives us two more levels of fasting, okay? I'm going to spend the most amount of time on the second level because that's what we want to try to do. And briefly, I'll touch on the third level, inshallah, towards the end, which is really a very high level. and something we should all aspire to, inshallah, but we need to get the second level right. Okay, now the second level of fasting which Imam al-Ghazali speaks about, right, which the Prophet wasallam warned us about, is to have to guard our senses, right there's three major groups that he speaks about and i'll go into each of them in detail inshallah the first of them is the fasting of our senses okay what are our senses our eyes our ears our tongue our hands our legs right he gives us each of these things what does fasting entail for your eyes what does it entail for your ears what does it entail for your tongue what does it mean for your hands and legs right this is now what he 's talking about, and then there's some other things which he wants us to fulfill as well, so that we're in this second category of fasting inshallah. so when it comes to fasting of the eyes okay there's the obvious one which is that we should abstain from anything that is Haram or makru or anything that we shouldn't be looking at, okay, such as coveting lustful glances at people we 're not allowed to, for example, right? this is now one of the, one of the things that will break that second level of the fast okay so if you want to have a fasting of the heart fasting where you really want to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that longing glance at someone you're not supposed to look at for example breaks that level of the fast you back down to level 1 okay that's fasting of the eyes okay it implies that we should be in we we should try and look at those things that will bring us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything that we look at and we engage with. Okay, this is now the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, anything... Now, okay, so we've spoken about staying away from haram, staying away from forbidden things, right? But really... Anything else, Imam al-Ghazali says, anything that we look at that's going to divert us and move our attention away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's something also that's going to violate the sanctity of this level of fasting. Right? Remember, So so we may not fall out of what the basic level of fasting is. So your fasting is now null and void. We're we not talking about that. We've, that's now taken for granted. What we're saying is to try and have your fasting to be beautiful, to have it sanctified, to have it to be... Uh, something that inshallah is worthy of acceptance in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that sanctity is violated if we really become preoccupied with anything that's going to divert us from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Absolutely anything that's going to preoccupy our attention. Alright. And among these things, which I want to come to at the end because I don't want to get bogged down on this if we don't have enough time. Is the Holy Prophet said, Min husnil Islam mar itarkuhu mala yaani from the perfection of the Islam of a person, from the beauty of Islam, is that a person leaves us absolutely everything which does not concern him. Anything that is not really relevant to you, anything that doesn't affect you, you leave it out. Okay? And the one thing that really Preoccupies us, that we waste a lot of time on, and the majority of the time is absolutely frivolous, meaningless, and doesn't add anything to us, none of our business, and doesn't, it's, it's absolutely irrelevant to us, is social media. Right? I don't want to get bogged down on this now, but I'll come back to that later, inshallah. That's one of the things also that's going to preoccupy us and violate that fasting of the eyes, if we want to beautify our fasting. Okay? So, what are we going to do? So, I want to try and break this down into do's and don'ts. Okay? We spoke about what not to do with the eyes. So, what do we do now? Okay? Supposing you've decided, okay, so I'm not going to spend time looking at my social media feeds, I'm not going to spend time on YouTube, but now you're getting withdrawals now. You want to do something. Okay? Here's something. That people don't spend a lot of time on. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Inna fi halqi al wal-ard, waktila laili wal La ayyatilu ulil al Indeed, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the alternation of night and day, are signs for those people who use the intellect. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, yanzuruna Do they not look at the camel, how it was created? Wa sama'i And the heavens, how they were raised? Wa ilal jibali kifah nusibat. And the mountains, how they were made firm? Wa ardi and the earth how it was rolled out into a flat plane. So look at this and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you're having withdrawals now, you want to do something with your eyes, then remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by watching something like a nature documentary. Right? But don't get bogged down in it. Remember that the reason you are watching it is to admire the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to learn more about your creator and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and cement your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Let's not become TV zombies now and sit, sit in front of the TV and forget why we're doing it. One of the ways to remember what you are doing, if you're watching a nature documentary, is to sit with a tasbih. Subhanallah, 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 subhanallah. Because one tasbih in Ramadan, according to some of the scholars, is greater than a thousand subhanallahs out of Ramadan. One time you will say subhanallah in Ramadan, it's as though you said one thousand subhanallahs out of Ramadan. Okay, so this is the fasting of the eyes, right? To abstain from anything which diverts us from the attention of Allah, from, from, from being attentive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and preoccupies us with other than Allah. Okay, now we come to the fasting of the tongue. Okay and fasting of the tongue means we stay away from anything that is reprehensible anything that is haram anything that will anger the the incur the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it's a it's a hadith in uh, that Imam Bukhari narrates the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the Prophet said, fasting is a shield. So, the person observing fasting should neither speak obscenely nor behave foolishly. And if anybody fights with him or abuses him, so you'll find that. Right? You'll find that people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send you a challenge. Okay? to say If you are now saying, if you are trying to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there will be a challenge. Something is going to irritate you. Somebody is going to say something silly to you. Someone is going to try to provoke you. Right? The Prophet sallallahu gives us a remedy. He says, say two times. Inni sa'im, inni sa'im. You don't have to say it in Arabic. Right? Just tell him, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Right? In other words, leave me alone. I don't want to get embroiled with you. I don't want to fight with you. Right? I'm fasting. Leave me alone. Okay the Prophet ﷺ, in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says this is a hadith also Imam Bukhari, he says, This is another warning. The Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever does not abandon foul speech, right? Any form of foul speech, whether it's backbiting, whether it's slander, whether it's talking nonsense, whether it's lying, whether it's you know, whatever it is, whoever does not abandon foul speech. and.'" upon it. He says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need. Let him remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no need of him abandoning his food and drink. right? Allah doesn't need our fasting. We need the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so this is what the fasting of the tongue entails. That's the don't. What is the do? The do is again obvious. Remain engaged in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember again, one subhanallah in Ramadan is equal to more than a thousand subhanallahs out of Ramadan or reciting the Quran. Right? Imam al-Shafi'i, I found this really amazing. Imam al-Shafi'i used to complete 60 khatams of the Quran in Ramadan. 60 khatams of the Quran Imam al-Shafi'i used to, used to... This is among the karamat, among the miracles that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the salafus Salih. he obviously didn't start on day one completing 60 khatams. But as he got into it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him barakah in his time and barakah in his recitation and so forth. Okay. So this is the fasting of the tongue. Okay. Fasting of the eyes is to stay away from anything that diverts our attention from Allah. Fasting of the tongue is not to speak any nonsense. Okay. Now the fasting of the ears then, Imam Al-Ghazali says, is to close the ears of anything reprehensible because everything unlawful to utter is also unlawful to hear. Okay? So it's not enough that we are going to abstain from lying, abstain from backbiting, abstain from carrying tales, abstain from speaking anything that's irrelevant, but if we're sitting and listening to people talking nonsense, right, that's also uh, we're also violating the fasting of our ears. Okay? We've got to if we're not going to correct them, if they are our family members, if they are people of our household, we have a duty to remind them and a duty to correct them. Okay, remember the Prophet said, Each of you is a shepherd, and each of you will be questioned about the flock that he had to herd. So, but if we're not responsible for them, we have to get up and go away from them. Okay, so we need to, whatever we can't say, we must also not hear. We must also not be passive participants in people's conversation. Okay, and then the do again of the ears is obvious, listening to the Quran, listening to the recitation of the Quran, listening to the words of Allah, kalamullah, okay. It's surprising, I always find in Ramadan, how much of time gets freed up because how much of our time actually revolves around eating and drinking. Right? And oftentimes we are so busy at other times that we really don't get a chance to engage with the book of Allah. Right? And listening, you know, just having that time and listening to the slow melodic recitation of the Quran does something to you. Right? Ideally we want to be understanding what is being recited and reflecting on the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But even if you're not even if you're not looking at translation if you not even if you're not understanding what is being recited just hearing the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does something to you spiritually right so take advantage of the extra time which you have to engage with the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay and then he speaks about fasting of the rest of the senses so he speaks about the hands and the feet, right? So stopping your hands from doing anything evil, reaching for anything evil, using your hands to do anything haram, using your hands to preoccupy yourself with anything, games and other such things, okay? Or your feet going anywhere where you might be preoccupied or do something haram. Okay, so that's now, he's covered all of the senses, but this is just one part of still on the second level of fasting, okay? So to summarize, Imam Al-Ghazali is telling us don't look at anything that's going to divert you from that, divert your attention from Allah, right? Let alone haram, but more than that. Okay, don't say anything that may incur the wrath of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and more than that, don't say anything inconsequential, right? Don't hear any foul speech, anybody speaking haram, backbiting, talking nonsense, or even talking about anything irrelevant. And lastly, not to even use your hands or your feet to get preoccupied in other than Allah. Okay, That's now with the senses. But there's more. Still on the second level, Imam Al-Ghazali says, he says, the other thing we have to do to make sure that the second level of fasting is complete, that we don't now, in essence, we've done this the whole day, and he wants us now not to spoil it at the end okay how do we not spoil it at the end at the end we don't spoil it by not overeating right we have a tendency the whole day we haven't eaten hungry but now the food is there and we tend to go for it at the end of iftar right and people end up overeating okay and this is something he's saying you know the implied thing is what are you achieving by remaining hungry the whole day if you're going to eat so much at Suhoor and eat so much at iftar that you covered up for the whole day basically. Right, you're trying to cheat the system. So, the you know there was a joke right? Uh, some people said some time ago that now suddenly there's a cold front coming because all of the women open their freezer. Okay, men also right? That's how people say I'm the sexes right? Open the freezers and they're admiring the stocks for Ramadan. You know that's why there's a cold front now. The weather is suddenly gone cold. Right. The basic level, the basic level we need to do is at least. Eat how much we normally eat outside of Ramadan and not overeat. Right? That's the basic, basic level. How much you used to eat out of out of Ramadan, that's how much we should eat. Not try to cover up for the whole day. Okay? But we're supposed to achieve, we're supposed to aim for more than that. That's what Ramadan is about. Ramadan is about trying to strive and make extra effort to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? The Holy Prophet sallallahu said, He said, there is no vessel which the son of Adam can fill that is more evil than his stomach. For it is enough for him to take a few bites in order to straighten his back. Yet, if he is overcome by appetite, then he may fill it with a third for food, a third for drink, and a third for breath. This is the ideal. This is where we want to get to, right? Even though the Prophet said this is the most you should eat is one third, right? If we can do that, I think we've achieved a great deal, okay? But what we should try to do first of all is first make sure we're not eating more than we eat every other day and then try to cut down very slowly, very slowly, right? Imam al-Ghazali, right, a man whose standards were very high, he said the most you should cut down every day is one tatiyat. So take how much you're eating divide that by 30 and cut out one portion of that every day so that it's not hard for you. Because if it's going to become hard, your body is going to work against you. Right? That's how physiology works. Right? Your body chemicals go crazy, you start to crave, and the whole thing is going to get scuppered. So don't do that. Do it in moderation, small portion every day. But at least don't eat more than what we're eating every day. Right? There's a saying in personal development, if you always do what you've always done, you've al- you'll always get what you've always got. Right? If we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always got. What have we always done? Overeaten. What have we always got? That's right! Diabetes. Okay? Let's try and undo that trend inshallah and use the month of Ramadan to benefit from that. May Allah first give me the hirayat then everybody else inshallah. And lastly, the last thing Imam Al Ghazali speaks about, so he told us how to fast off the senses. He's now telling us at the end don't mess it up, so don't overeat and lastly very importantly at the time of breaking the fast he says the heart must be in a condition between fear and hope fear hope in the reward of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala though he allowed us to fast and fear that we haven't done justice to the fast and fear that our fast will not be accepted. Okay? We shouldn't be in a carefree, uh, jovial, happy, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky mood, you know, taking it for granted that now we didn't eat the whole day and Allah owes us. Right? But we should be fearful that we haven't fulfilled those requirements and our fasting may or may not be accepted. Right? And that mindset is the mindset which completes the second level of fasting. Fasting of the senses not overeating, and at the time of iftar, being fearful that our fasting will not be accepted, but hopeful that Allah will overlook our shortcomings and accept our fasting, inshallah. And then, the level above that, so we've finished level two of fasting. The third level of fasting, the fasting of the truly pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is after they've done all this, it leads them to a state where they are conscious of Allah at every moment. Right? How are we not able to Maintain consciousness of Allah in our salah, let alone at every other moment. Because we are messing our bodies up with, with with things we are not supposed to. By overeating, by looking at haram, by listening to haram, by talking to haram, our spiritual and physical bodies are clogged up. Right? This is what Ramadan is about. Ramadan is about unclogging our physical body and our mental and spiritual body so that our natural state, our natural state, how we are born, to be conscious of Allah at every moment shines through. That is the third level of fasting. People that are conscious of Allah at every moment. I seem to have run out of time. Time runs by very quickly. A clock runs faster or something. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. So the aim of fasting, right? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says. كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ For what? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That you may gain piety, that you may gain taqwa, in simple terms, that we may get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might get better. okay? And the way we're going to do that is to try and get the most out of our fasting. We're not eating and drinking the whole day anyway. Why must we lose out on the benefit of fasting by messing it up with other things? right? So let's try to keep our eyes away from haram, to keep our ears away from listening to haram, from not speaking haram, from not using our hands and legs to preoccupy ourselves with anything other than Allah, right? By not overeating, and by always being aware, being Godfully, having a healthy fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that maybe, you know, definitely we haven't done justice to fasting. But inshallah, Allah will overlook our shortcomings. Inshallah. My challenge for you and for myself Okay? in this Ramadan, is to not overeat, first of all. Secondly, if we can, try to cut down how much we eat. Okay? You'll find that you're a lot more comfortable, that your tarawih is a lot better. Okay? And you're able to concentrate in salah a lot more. Nizamuddin Mahbubi Rahmatullahi in fawaidul Fuad, he says shaitan hugs the person who stands for salah with a full stomach. Shaitan actually embraces that person because he knows you're not going to gain much out of salah. You're not going to be able to concentrate, right? Try it. And you'll see in your salah, concentration will be a lot better, inshallah. And my second challenge is to try and do a social media detox, right? Let's try and get rid of all of the stuff that preoccupies us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, it's a challenge for you and for me, right? Let's both try and do it together, inshallah. Why? Why do we want to do this? Because social media clutters our minds. Because it takes up our time. And because when we are trying to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of the nonsense that's filtered in our minds, which is inconsequential, right, has clogged up our minds. Right? So let's try and push that aside. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that by telling other people that we're doing it, so we're accountable. So if somebody else sees you doing it, they can call you out and say, Hey, what are you doing? You said you were going to do a social media detox. People can help you. Allah tells us about this in the Quran. Okay, By setting limits, by saying, okay, so I need to do this, I'll do this at a certain time, at any other time, I'm going to preoccupy myself with Allah. Okay, And you need to make a plan for what you're going to do when you're off your social media. Because you're going to crave, that's how your body works. Right? Your brain chemicals are going to flood you and you're going to have a craving to now want to pick up that screen because it's the colors, it's the stimulation and our brains have really gotten rewired with all this stuff. So have a plan for what you're going to do. Okay? Decide whether it's reading, whether it's keeping in touch with your family, whether it's uh, whatever it is you want to do, but have a plan. Okay? And lastly, know, remind yourself because your nafs is going to come and tell you hey, you're missing out on something important. What if this happens? What if that happens? How are you going to find out? If anything is important enough, somebody will tell you. Okay? You somebody else on your family is on is on a group and if something is very important, they will phone you. Okay? I'm a social media, you know, I'm a bit crazy with these things. But whenever I've had to because I've traveled or whatever it is and had to go off my phone for a week or two, nothing crazy happened. No one died. Alhamdulillah. Okay? But if anything happens, someone will tell you. Remind yourself of that. Because nafs is going to come in. Okay, alhamdulillah, shaitan is at least locked up now in Ramadan. Okay? But these things happen. Okay? So this is my challenge for you and myself. Let's try to do the fasting of the senses. Let's try to not preoccupy our eyes with other than Allah. Let's try not to listen to nonsense. Let's try not to talk nonsense. Let's try to not overeat okay? Let's try to remember that Allah doesn't owe us anything by fasting. And then it's very possible that our fasting may not be accepted, but hopefully Allah will overlook our shortcomings and accept our fasting. And lastly, let's try to do a social media detox. If for no other reason than for our own sanity. Because social media is driving us all crazy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tupiq in hidayah inshallah. First me, right? And then all of us inshallah. Jazakallah khairul wa ma' illa al Assalamu alaikum wa wa barakatuh.